that's right. All right, hello, howdy pals. This is Moesha and this is another episode of The Bake Take. Um, I wanted to say howdy because I have a very special guest with me. Um, Hayes is on today. Hayes had been on another episode, the Dating Comrades episode, um, mm -hmm. probably what, like a year and a half ago? Um, That's what it feels like. It's crazy. Yeah, no, it's been some time. Um, so long. But Hayes was hating on my use of howdy <laughs> and uh, claimed that I was interested or might be seeing a white man and I let them know that there was nothing of the sort going on but <laughs> you hit me with a howdy and pal okay <laughs> I can see how it can be a bit misleading um but I'm really like trying to get in some my like black cowboy shit you know what I'm saying like Megan the Stallion is really enlightening me. Um, I think I need to get a proper cowboy hat and like the proper like cowboy boots and shit. And once I get those, I need to get you some ass with chaps. That's all I'm hearing. Um, yeah. Watch Concrete Cowboy on Netflix with Idris Elba, fantastic, and no, all did. based on a true story. And Idris Elba as a cowboy, like what you know. Done. Um, That's all you had to say. You said Idris Elba. I, and I said, oh, <laughs> let me get my pen. Write that shit down right now. Let's do it. Period. But thank you for hopping on, Hayes. Like, I know it's just been, like, hectic because we're also recording, like, Christmas Eve Eve. So, like, I know it's just been hectic with, like, the holiday season and, like, getting shit scheduled. So, like, I'm happy we were, like, able to just get some time to get all of to like talk about today's topic and today we're going to be chatting about like grief and just like how to navigate that and I just wanted to chat with you because you navigate grief like so beautifully at least like in your <laughs> social media posts at least right and I know like social media is like different from real life but like I feel like yeah 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 even also like in my like real life interactions that I've had with you, like the way that you uh, confront grief is just like very um, like poetic and inspiring. And I just really wanted to like, just chat with you and just get like, um, just like your take on how you navigate grief, just because like I said, you've inspired me to like continue along with my healing journey. And I just really wanted to like pick your mind and have you share that light with other people. Um, yeah. so thanks, pal. <laughs> You're so welcome, bud. <laughs> I am done, but okay. <laughs> but with, <laughs> so with all of that being said, um, I know like we are going to be talking about grief and I do want to like have this be as light as possible because I don't want to be over here crying in the club. Um, but with all of that being said, like, how are you feeling coming into this space? Um, I, I, I feel incredibly blessed because I am at a point in my life where I can talk about, um, grief overall, uh, with a light heart and that, that, that feels like an incredible blessing to me to be able to acknowledge, um, the cyclical nature of my existence, our existence together, and to just kind of like accept it for what it is and to be able to walk into mm -hmm. this conversation, um, you know, giggly and happy and to know that like, this isn't going to tear down my day or 
um, affect me in such a way that I'm not going to be able to do anything else or like think about anything else. Um, and there was a time when that was not the case. So I feel incredibly blessed. Also, as we're coming to the culmination of another year and people are doing their end of the year reviews and shit like that. Um, this feels like a good time to talk about grief, honestly, which is like not something that anybody wants to hear about in the middle of like the fucking holiday season. But um, I think that acknowledging acknowledging the, the end of things helps you uh, appreciate the beginnings. Today's also a new moon. So the fact that we're talking about endings at the end of the year, it's just, it, it feels divinely aligned and properly timed. Um, so I feel blessed and um, yeah, I, I, I really hope that some nugget of information in this talk is able to um, help somebody feel a little bit less alone and a little bit more capable in themselves. So I feel good. I love the way you put that. Um, very like positive outlook of everything. Cause I was literally like, I want to like have this episode come out around the holidays because like mm-hmm. niggas be sad around the holidays, but you niggas were like, yeah, you know, <laughs> but you're like, yeah, like it's a new moon. It's the end of the year. Reset, refresh. And I'm like, yeah. Well, I mean, like, it's like, it's, it's, it's a set of feelings that like, you can either be sad about it or you can just like lean into it. And I think that like, it's the whole everything that you desire is on the other side of your comfort zone. And for a while, this was not a comfort zone for me. And now I can talk about grief like it's nothing. And I can't do that because everybody else can't really do that. But like, for me, it's like, yeah, reset, bro. Oh my goodness. I hate being this like hippy dippy of a person and like so new age, but like, screw it, whatever. It helps people. It it bought me here. So yeah. (laughs) And like I said, I think you handle it beautifully, but you've already like explained a bit about your approach, but like, can you just explain, explain a bit more? Like, how do you feel like you confront or approach grief? Yeah. Um, so grief to me is, this is an inevitable part. Um, we have very few things. I mean, we have quite a few things in common that like, uh, link us together as human beings. Um, but grief is one of those things that grief is just a part of the shadow that nobody ever really wants to, to talk about. And it's something that's going to touch every single one of us and we can never predict when. Um, so to me, I, I very much adopted, a you can't just go through it. You have to grow through it thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so like you, you really, you have to face this ugly, scary, lonely, um, intrusive, aggressive, ugly feeling face on and that takes away a lot of those like more um uncomfortable feelings so my approach to grief is incredibly transparent and vulnerable um I think that that, that's the only way that you can I don't want I don't want to say move through it but that's the only way that, that you can adjust your surroundings to accommodate grief it's always going to be the same size and it might it might hit you harder some days, but like, it will always be that big. It will always be that monumental. And it just might not affect you the same way. So my approach is incredibly graceful. Um, and by giving myself that grace, it allows me to give other people that grace as well. Like sometimes people are being complete assholes and I'm like, maybe you lost your dad yesterday. Like, I don't know. And I, I, I can probably wrong, but just the fact that like, grief is something that deserves such grace. It allows me to move through the world and like to, to stop and like have that second thought. Maybe I don't need to be a dick to my Uber driver because she's taking fucking forever. Maybe she's going through loss. 
And even if I'm wrong, that still allows me to check myself and to reevaluate what I'm putting out into the world, which is very important to me. So my approach to grief is that um, it's only as scary as you let it be. Um, it will only take over your life for as long as you al allow it to. And it can be something, it can be something world changing if you want it to be. Um, and not necessarily in a, in a negative light. Like it can, it's something that you, you got to learn how to go through. Um, it's honestly something that like I've taught my younger sister. I will teach absolutely everybody I possibly can. It's one of those life skills as important as learning how to write a check. Like it's, well, which really isn't that important, but like one of those things <laughs> that really should be taught. Like, like 20 years ago, that was important. That was important. Yeah. Like 20 back in my day. <laughs> it was important, but yeah. Um, I don't know. Grief is something grief is to be respected. Grief is something that is definitely, definitely um, deserving of respect and time and delicacy and grace because she ain't going to go nowhere and she will beat your ass if you allow her to. Yeah. Shawty got hands. Um, I just be trying to like keep up. <laughs> shorty got hands and shorty played dirty okay shorty will come visit you in the dead of the night while you are asleep in your bed and just sit on your chest and prevent you from doing anything for the next week if you allow her to you gotta you gotta talk to her nice you gotta talk to her real nice you gotta talk to her real nice and then shove her off your fucking chest like throw shoddy on real. the floor set your boundaries yeah <laughs> set your boundaries i know that's right not today satan not today Mm -mm. oh my goodness but I feel like like with these like skills and such that you have developed it's obviously not something that like happens overnight like we don't come out the womb saying like ah I know how to express loss like <laughs> um so as like you were a youth and like an adolescent and like growing up because I don't want to say like how old you are but I will say like um I know that like you're closer to like 30 right um yeah so I'm, I'm i'm 29 it's fine i'm 25 baby it's all good i know that's right that's cool okay um, but like you like obviously have like all of these years of experience but like do you feel mm -hmm. like you were able to like express grief like during your youth and like at what age do you feel like you came to terms um such a great question wow um fuck no i grew up in a with a black mama there is no way i was i wasn't allowed to express anything really um i also i have i'm very expressive i'm very passionate i feel things very big my expression of the, the way that i feel is dramatic and out there and colorful and painful like everything is just i'm just a very extreme person so any kind of emotion that i ever felt i was not encouraged to feel it because it was drawing too much attention to the family or it was a little bit too dramatic and you know now we realize that i'm a highly empathetic um person on the neurodivergent spectrum so yeah all of my expressions of self were very loud and very passionate um i was not able to express grief also i didn't because of my like neurological wiring like i lost a lot of people when i was younger um and it didn't really hit me like it never really affected me i didn't really think about it i didn't like i i fully understood death um but i just it never really affected me honestly the the heaviest death that i ever um experienced was i i actually watched a really bad dog fight when i was younger 
Um, and I, w- I was not supposed to. And it was one of How those things. How old were like, you? Oh, I was like eight. I was oh like seven God. or freaking eight, dude. And it was, yeah, it was this, this huge German shepherd and this tiny little Pomeranian. And that dog tore that other dog to shreds um, underneath this car. And it wasn't, it wasn't like incredibly graphic, um, but I'm a very, I'm very sensitive to uh, auditory stimuli. So being able to hear everything, it's something that I can hear clear as day. But um, even then, like I, I didn't really feel grief, but that was the point in which I understood that like death is something that people will have to come to terms with. Like, I don't really know how to explain it, but like, it was just, that was the, the, the first time I was like, oh shit, we die. <laughs> like shit happens and it is painful and it, and it, it is hard. My goodness. Um, so that was probably like my, my earliest jolt. Um, or like, like the first time that, that like grief kissed my cheek, I guess. Cause it wasn't like a full presence. It was just like a wave. Um, and then I was like, oh damn. And everyone's like, oh my God, are you okay? I'm like, I mean, I don't know what I am right now, but that just yeah. happened. And I just need to process it for a second. You know? Um, and then what was the second part of your question? Um, did I feel like I was. Yeah. Like at what age, like, do you feel like you were like, you felt comfortable with coming to terms at com- or coming to terms with like confronting grief? Um, that was actually only was that- about five. That was only five or six years ago. Um, in 2017, um, my grandmother, uh, my grandmother was a very vibrant, vivacious, just charismatic, colorful, loud, in your face, crack addicted, alcoholic, um, nurse practitioner and registered nurse, um, of a woman. And, um, she got very, very sick and her body became riddled with cancer. And, um, there was something, I don't, I don't know her. I knew that I had to be part of her transition. Um, and there were times when, after we put her into hospice that I would like call her and be like, Hey, old woman, where are we at today? (laughs) Don't, don't be leaving me. Like when you feel yourself starting to go, like you got to let me know because I have to be able to prepare your daughter. I have to be able to like prepare the rest of the family. Like, let me know how you're feeling. And we would like have these very open conversations about death. And like, as she just as her brain deteriorated and as her body fell apart, like she was always just, you know, she, she wanted to protect me from those things, but it was something that like, I felt like the only way that I could get through it is if she was as honest and blunt and forward with me as possible so that I could best prepare to care for the rest of the, the family. Um, and that was in 2017. And um, uh, that was the, the first time I realized that 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 was the first time that I realized that I was able to carry a lot more than I thought, um, gracefully and not, not easily, but I was prepared for a lot more than I thought. So it really wasn't that, that long ago. Um, and then I didn't really have to have to think about it again for a while. It was just kind of one of those things. Um, but like I lost my favorite animal and I lost another uncle. My brother died. My great grandmother died. All of that happened within like a year. And, um, like directly after she died and I was just like completely in shock and completely taken aback. I I didn't really know how to handle it, but every single time these feelings were thrusted upon me, I not came out on top, but like, it just didn't break me. 
Um, and so at that moment, that was when I, I, I realized that um, I might be able to help a lot of other people with this, with this feeling. Um, yeah. And I will say like, while I'm happy that you were able to like support your family, I don't want you to feel like you have to carry all of that weight, friend. Like, have yeah, you yeah. seen Encanto? Of course. Like, oh my goodness. What's the song? We don't talk about Hayes. We don't <laughs> talk about Hayes. <laughs> oh my God. No, yeah, I don't I want you to feel like you have to carry that all the time. And like, I feel like we've also got to like, cause I, I went through something similar with like the loss of my sister, right? And I feel like my family was just like, okay, so we're gonna come to them cause they have all the answers or what? And I'm just like, bro, I don't know shit. Like I'm just as lost as you are. Um, yeah. And I think like, it's not until you like get to those situations where, you know, you know that you need those boundaries. You know what I mean? At least for me. Mm -hmm. Um, yep. where I'm just like, my family, you know, leaned on me a lot during that time. Um, and I, I just know now moving forward, next time I lose somebody, I'm gonna be like, look, I love y'all. I know, I know each of y'all need support. We got to get y'all set up with therapy because I can't always Something, be, because I am not it. I am not it. Like, I know that I am here to like break the generational curses and all this fucking woo woo shit. I get that. And like, yeah, cool. Sure. Um, but like, so going through all of that loss from 2017, and I, this is the first time actually, um, that I've realized the timeline, uh, I lost my grandmother in 2017, lost, then I, about six months later, I lost my brother. Two months later, I lost my great grandmother. Um, and then about six months after that, I lost my favorite animal. And then a year, almost to the day after that, I lost my fiance. Um, and I, I, I am just now in this moment re realizing how back to back to back to back that was for me. Um, I, I never got to scrape myself up off, off the ground. Like I honestly just got to maybe this year, uh, maybe. Um, so I, <clears throat> through 2017 and through 2018, it was a lot harder for me to set those, those boundaries. I just, I've, I've always been that lighthouse. I've always been that person there. And um which I think I is lost, beautiful of you. Like it's absolutely great that but like I'm not here to be beautiful for y'all. I'm here to feel beautiful <laughs> for me. And so Period. like I'm so happy. I'm so happy to be able to help you. I'm so happy. Like I I genuinely like Beyonce, you know me. I it makes my heart sore to be able to serve other people, to be able to to hold other people up, to be able to pour love and light and hope into other people it truly does but when I lost my fiance I had nothing I had absolutely nothing I lost her abruptly and violently and that was when I had I threw my hands up completely I could not do anything so even though I didn't want to set those that that boundary necessarily <clears throat> and I still showed up for for her friends and for her family and for for my friends and and my family I mean not really my family but like for my friends you know I still showed up but that was when I was like so yeah no your grief is I I, I literally can't hold it I don't even have shoulders right now to hold my own shit so like y'all gonna have to figure it out um and it wasn't really a, a boundary that I intended on setting but I am so fucking happy that I allowed it to happen naturally and the only way that that was able to happen was because I honored every single 
feeling. There were, I didn't leave my bed for about three months. And there were, there were some days like, you know, after I was able to re-enter society, like I couldn't check my mail. I couldn't take my trash out. I couldn't, I, I couldn't leave my apartment. I was just riddled with so much anxiety and like just fear and everything. I couldn't do so much. And um, on the days that I couldn't, I felt like shit for a second. And then I just sat the fuck down and I didn't do anything. And, you know, even now there'll be some, some times that I, I wake up and I can't do it. Like I can't like either the, the grief of losing my lover or the grief of never feeling accepted or loved in my family or the grief of the fact that the world is fucking burning or the grief of being a black conscious human being in the fucking world. Sometimes that shit just like, I can't hold it. And I don't. And that was, and that was uh, honoring all of the places that grief takes me is one of the best ways that I was able to set boundaries um, for how other people come to me with their shit, not just grief, but like everything. No, homie, you can't have 20 bucks. No, I can't listen to you fucking talk. No, actually, I don't give a fuck about your breakup with this person. No, I actually, I don't. Um, so, you know, it was, it was, it was a really shitty way to learn these lessons, but I'm very grateful that I'm here. And I feel like part of the way that I honor those that are no longer here is by, um, honoring all of those steps and all of those tiny feelings, because that wasn't something that my ancestors got. And that wasn't something that my loved ones will ever be able to experience. They won't have that. Like the ones that I've lost, they won't have that opportunity because they're fucking dead. So like loving myself helps my grief a lot. Honoring my existence helps my grief a lot. Um, doing things that they would want me to do, which is loving my fucking life. That helps my grief a lot. And I just am coming to terms with this um, in the last few years, honestly. And I like, it's, you know, terrible that you have gone through a situation when you're like, damn, I can't even get out of bed. I can't take trash out, da, 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 da. But that made me think of this tweet that I saw um, like maybe a week ago where it was like, community care is showing up like for our friends that are depressed and cleaning yes, their places, getting them groceries, making sure that they have the yes. shit to like, you know, feel regular again. And I was like, damn, yo, like we're literally just shouting, like we keep us safe and like pulling up with like produce or whatever, but like, no, we need to keep us safe and like keep our mental health safe and like help our spaces feel safe. Yes. And that is my, that, that is my biggest fucking thing. My biggest thing. Like, yes, we can be out here and we can do the things and we can help the, the people that are right outside of like our inner circle. But what are you doing when your girl just got broken, just got cheated on after a nine year fucking relationship. And she is so sad and so down bad that she can't do anything. Are y'all just shooting her text messages to see if she's cool? Or are you pulling up and holding space with her there? Are you making sure that her cat's litter box is fucking cleaned? Are you going grocery shopping for her? Are you, are you putting life and are, are you bringing her flowers? Like, what are you actually doing to pour into the people right here? I feel like very often we focus on the macrocosm instead of the fucking micro and the micro is all that matters. Like the true revolution, the true way that like shit changes is by doing it as close to home as fucking possible. Um, and like, that's, I don't, I can't really sit here and, and like hold all of us at fucking fault, but like all we can do is see tweets like that and like let that reverberate through our fucking people. Like, hey girl, uh, your house has looked a mess in the back of your it, Instagram stories for the last like week and a half, two weeks. Are you good? Can I come through? Like there's that level of like attention and that level of what some would even call extreme. Um, 
that I feel like is is what we all need. We all want. We all want to be cared for that way. I mean, like, I don't know. The fact that I gave myself that, that space is what makes it so that when a friend of mine two weeks ago calls me at three o'clock in the morning because she literally can't put into words why she's so fucking sad. I pulled my angry black ass out of bed and I went over to her fucking house. Like, I don't want to fucking do that. I didn't want to fucking do that, but the ends justify the means. Y'all. <laughs> it, was, it was cool. But yeah, like I, I honoring your community, honoring the people closest to you, like those, those small things that sometimes you can't do it. And we are so often uh, are made to feel bad about that. And sometimes you can't do it for three hours and you just, one of my coworkers the other day, like she just was having a shitty day and she needed an extra three hours. And she was like, can you just come in and like work these three hours? And I was like, bitch, I'm not going to come in and work three hours. Take the fucking night off. I'm taking your whole shift. Bye. Yeah. Like, right. Bye. Period. That's, that's easy. That's fucking easy. Um, I don't know. I feel like we, we overcomplicate a lot of things that, that can be very, very simple. If we just think about how we would want to be loved on and cared for and managed, if you will. So I just try to simplify shit as much as fucking possible because it's really not that complicated. Like this hurts. I'm going to let you hurt. I'm going to go over here and take care of this shit for you. And I'm just going to check back in. Are we at a, on a scale of one to 10? Where are we? Okay. And we're just going to keep on going until that number gets below five. And then at that point, you're good. All right, cool. Bye. Um, uh, yeah. Case by case basis for sure. Mm-hmm. Like just to add on that, like I'm just thinking of like different tweets that I that I've come across, and it's another one that's like, um, you know, uh, you know, trigger warning, uh, talking about like suicide, but like um, there there was a tweet that was like, oh, you know, you suicide prevention isn't just posting the number for uh, the prevention hotline. You know, it's like showing up for your friends, um, you know, like when even like if they say they're doing okay, like their Instagram stories could be like what, like I know sometimes like I go off the deep end with my Instagram and like I can monitor my mental health through my Instagram, but like whatever, but there will be times where I'm like, I know that I can tell that my friends are like going through something like just based on, okay, are they posting like out of the norm um, of what they normally post, you know? Um, and even like just send in like a check in, like, Hey friend, miss you. Like, let's go out and get some coffee or something, you know, like, um, and just like being able to like check in with your pals, even when it, when it's not like to the extreme of, Oh yeah, I might need this number, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, No, that's like, that's a last resort. Like that should be that to me. That's when everything I like, you have exhausted all other opportunities, but like, I don't know. I really feel like a lot of people are, are, aren't able to, to do that level of, we'll call it loss prevention. Um, they aren't really able to, to do that because they don't know what the hell they would do if somebody pulled up for them like that. And I feel like if you don't, if you don't al- allow yourself to be loved, it's very difficult to love on other people. If you do not give yourself the grace, the honor, the, the privilege of being able to be loved by your community or to be truly cared for, um, and nurtured by other people, then it makes it really hard for you to do that because you, you might be able to go through, through the motions, but when push comes to shove, when you do reach out to that friend and they're like, I am fucked right now. Like I, I can't do it. Like I'm at my wits end. 
to me, like I've, and I've, I've been there, I've been that friend on both sides, but like when somebody else needs me, I feel like the only ways that I'm able to respond authentically and like actually be of service is because I remember how much love I needed poured into me and how much love I am willing to give to other people. Okay. Um, how much love I am willing to pour into other people and how much love I accept from other people as well. Um, but yeah, like people just don't, they don't always have that follow through. It's not something that like, I don't know, man, it all just, it, it all very much starts at home with honoring the, the delicate intricacies of this experience. Like it's super fucking important. Um, it's hard to show up for other people when you don't know how to show up for yourself or when you don't even know what yourself requires. Um, so like that, that, that level of introspection, I feel like that's, that's community care. Getting to, to know yourself is community care. Dealing with your grief is community fucking care. How do you deal with anybody else's grief if you don't deal with yours? Um, and that was also a, a really big reason that I felt like I had to dive headfirst into my grief journey was because I, I genuinely, like, not even necessarily solely from a people pleaser place, but like, I like helping other people. It makes me feel good. And <laughs> if that means that, if that means that I have to go through something that just wrecks me, like absolutely tears me apart and forces me to look at like the very essence and fiber of my being in order to be able to be of service for someone else. That's a win-win to me. It's painful as fuck, but like, so are high heels. So like, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> oh my God. And we will put those on happily any day. Happily, happily, happily just to look cute so in order to get through the grief you have to put on the high heel of emotions you gotta put the you gotta, you gotta put on the high heels of emotions you gotta strap on those fucking pointed toe stilettos <laughs> for your emotional health yes <laughs> absolutely oh my goodness but something that you mentioned earlier as well is like showing up for like your homegirl um in the case that like her boyfriend had cheated on her um, mm -hmm. and something that I did want to talk about is like, I know we've ch chatted a lot about like, uh, grief and in, in terms of loss of a loved one, but, mm -hmm. um, other like grief, grief comes in like multiple forms, you know? Absolutely. Um, so it could be, you know, loss of a relationship of an opportunity or like just something else along those lines. So yeah, do you think that we should feel with, or like deal with grief that's like focused and centered around like yourself, like, as opposed to like. Like, sorry, the way that I mean is like, you know, the loss of like a person affects like multiple people, you know what I mean? Yeah. But mm -hmm. like the loss of like a relationship, an opportunity, et cetera, like that generally, you know, it'll affect like in a relationship to people, you know, yeah. but like it's generally like focused around yourself more or less. Um, mm -hmm. So how do you think that like we should deal with and like confront grief that like doesn't necessarily involve other people, grief that's like more individual centered? I think it's the same, honestly. Um, if anything like that, that more nuanced form of, of grief, it's not something like we, we very often are told like, you lost your job, just go get another one. Or you got broken up with just, the best way to get over somebody is to get under someone else. Like we, we, we hear that so often and that's such a distraction. Um, so I, I honestly, it's the exact same way. Like um, I was fired from my dream job, my absolute, I loved, this job. And I have been advocating for this job for the last like two years. 
Um, and I, I helped them open and I just, I fell in love with this job and this mission because I was going to be able to help the, the people that I truly cared about. And I was fired from that job two months ago and I've, I've been fired before. I am a mouthy fucking tardy motherfucker. I've been fired before and it sucks. But this one, this one, this, this hurt really bad. And I, I definitely had to like dig into my, um, grief arsenal, if you will, and pull out a lot of the same tools that I used when I was going through the loss of a human being. Um, in times of breakups last year, I was going through a terrible breakup and like my, my shit affected other people. So like, even when the grief seemingly doesn't affect any, anybody else, except for you and maybe one or two other people, you still are a human being that is loved and cared for and witnessed by other human beings. And so I feel like at that point, it's the exact same thing. It's still, it, it is a community problem. When one of our people is going through grief, it is a community problem because that person is not able to show up for themselves properly. I wasn't eating well. I wasn't taking care of myself. I wasn't bathing. It's the same thing as being depressed. It's the same thing as going through, through grief. So I don't really see it as anything different. The, the, the spoonfuls of grace may be a, a little bit smaller than when you lose like a whole person. Um, but like, I think it's still, it's still very, very necessary to give yourself that, that softness. And we're constantly in this hustle and bustle and move, 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 and do all these things. You got to do all these things. You don't have to do shit. You have to be able to function. You have to be able to like live your life for you. You have to be able to, you know, take care of your responsibilities. But, but by that, I literally only mean like people and animals and like feeding your body, um, fuck work, fuck everything else. That's secondary to me. Um, but like, it's the same, like that's grief, grief is an ever, ever evolving and ever present thing. Um, and it shows up in, in tons of fucking ways and they all deserve to be honored and they all deserve to be handled with, with care. And like you breaking up with somebody that like your homegirls never liked, or your parents never liked, or you kind of settled for it doesn't mean that shit doesn't hurt. It doesn't mean that, that that does not jar your life. It does not shake up your, your life. And I feel like all of us, if, if all of us were to pay attention to those tiny places in, that we've grieved, those tiny things that we've grieved, the, the shit, missing the bus is grieving sometimes, bro. Like that shit causes a reaction. It is very similar. And I feel like paying attention to all of those small ways before we, we pay attention to like the, the big stuff, paying attention to the small ways in which grief kisses your life, um, helps you handle a lot of the big shit. So like honoring all of the ways that like shit is sad. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to, to have an emotional reaction to something that somebody else may have had less of a reaction to. I think that comparing our emotional reactions to other people is one of the most deadly things we can do. It's also one of the most isolating things that we can possibly do because it takes you away from your authentic nature takes you away from exactly who you are if you are not true to how you feel about something. Um, so, and that great, a lot of this just goes back to um, self-awareness and self-love, honestly. Like it's, it's really easy to brush off any form of grief when you don't love yourself, real easy. Cause you don't think that you deserve the space to, to hold those feelings. You don't think that you deserve the time, the the, the grace, the love, the nurturing, the hug. You don't think that you deserve any of that because, well, somebody else could get through it. Or, you know, I watched my mama go, go through this and she was able to get through it with just X, Y, and Z. So why would I need anything else? Is your mama okay though? Right. I don't think your mama's okay. So, you know, I think that, um, yeah, self-awareness and um, 
not comparing yourself to other people um, and self-love. I mean, it, the grief is going to be a constant. Um, and so all you can do is really hold on to that. Um, those few things there. No, that was beautiful. Thank you. And we're almost done. I just no, have a couple more questions. But yeah, let's go. If you could give a talk to your younger self when you know they were going through grief, confront or confronting grief, what would you say to them? Trust your gut. Your feelings are valid. Um, a lot of, a lot of you poor sweet girl, <laughs> you sweet 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 darling, like just. I've, I feel like at a certain point, honoring those feelings, it is a sweet, delicate, beautiful thing. You want me to say it you? It is a sweet, beautiful, delicate thing. And I just, yeah, I would, you know, oh, sweet baby. Oh, you emotional, you emotionally intelligent, compassionate, sweet, sweet fucking girl. Your feelings are all very accurate and they, they are accurate and they are honorable and they are what makes you stand out in the world um don't run away from those feelings um don't run away from those feelings get to know them because they will make you they will make you everything that you want to be um yeah and then I would probably just hold little me and let her fucking cry because all I ever wanted to do when I was younger was cry so there was this is so much like as an empathetic like highly sensitive person like there was just so much to to grieve constantly so much um so yeah uh I wouldn't hit the keep your head up type shit nah keep your head low for a second if you need to boo but just remember what it looks like down here and remember what it looks like when you raise your head back up for breath, like just uh, calibrate, <laughs> properly calibrate, which is, that shit's tough. Like try to calibrate your emotions um, and also honor them. And also like, you know, move through that. It's, this shit's tough. Like there's nothing about this that is fucking easy, but it is so worth finding those fucking answers. I need you to talk to all the kids in America right now. Hayes is going on a speaking tour. All the all kids the babies, in America. All the babies. Right now. Yeah, oh, my oh my goodness. That was beautiful. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you. You're oh my so God. Um, but sorry, I know I said I only had a couple more questions, but I wanted to highlight uh, what you were just saying about like, uh, or you mentioned it a second ago, just about how you know as a child like you weren't allowed to express emotions but I think like mm -hmm. especially with being like neurodivergent black children right um mm -hmm. it's you're basically taught to mask from a very young age <laughs> oh yeah and yeah. you know I think that like we have to be able to like honor honor ourselves and like just realize that like yes like we are masking because I think like a lot of um, like black neurodivergent people don't even realize that they're neurodivergent because mm -hmm. what our parents say to you, stop crying before Be I give honest. you something to cry about. Before you know? I give you something to yes. So oh, it's like we learned very young to to mask our emotions. And I think we have to like sit with ourselves and like just honor our emotions and be able to say, like, okay, like this is what I'm going through and I'll be able to get through it. 
Yes. And that simple amount of validation is everything. That simple, simple amount of, of, of being seen, like that shit is, that shit means the world to me. Like validation and reassurance are my love languages. Like, please let me know that I'm not crazy. Please let me know that I'm not alone. Please let me. And yes, a lot of it comes from internal, but we are social human beings. We're social creatures. So like, yeah, your fucking opinion is going to mean something to me, whether I want it to or not. Like everything past you saying it is on me. Sure. Fine. But when it's what the fuck I need, like that shit is, that is soul food right there. What? <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, sorry. So what was your question? Cause I'm just uh, agreeing with growing up. No, you're good. <laughs> I didn't have a question. It was just a comment on what you were saying, but yeah. And like, we, we, so I feel like a, a lot of us are just now, maybe not even taking the, the masks off, but we're just now realizing that like, there's a gap between the, the mask and our real face. Like there is, there is, Ooh. I can feel the air moving. I can feel the, the air moving behind the mask and in front of my actual face that I can, I can feel me for the first time. And that shit's scary. Um, but I mean, that goes back to my whole thing about self-awareness. Like you have to you have to keep pushing that and keep on putting yourself in situations, you know, to your own comfort, kind of also get the fuck out of your comfort zone. Um, you kind of, you have to keep on finding ways to like pry that mask off. And I know that like the more I do it, it's like, it feels like when you have, um, when you have something wrong with your teeth and you inhale really cold air and it just shocks that, that part of your mouth, that's what it feels like to me sometimes. Like I feel very exposed. I feel like all the nerves in my body like are open and exposed. And like I, the air hurts everything because I haven't been able to be this person in forever. Like I haven't been able to like freely stim. I haven't been able to have a, a extreme reactions. I haven't been able to sit and watch a video of a turtle and like almost cry with fucking joy. Like I have, I'm not able to do that. And I'm not able to like speak almost fully in metaphors. And there's just like so many things that, um, I, I'm, I'm learning about like childhood me and future me and present me. And like, they, they're all the same. It's all the same. They have always all been all the same. They will always all be all the same. And all of them have always occupied the space at the exact same time. And so trying to, um, trying to, to make peace with what I had to do when I was in survival mode is honestly my biggest thing right now. Um, accepting the fact that I don't have to live in, in survival mode if I don't want to, um, accepting the fact that I made a lot of really terrible decisions that go against who I feel I am when I was in sur survival mode, but I forgive myself. And I, I am proud of myself for being able to make such hard decisions that go against who you are. You might not be able to put it into words, but you know that it's not who you are. Um, yeah, I think uh, a lot of us need to um, come face to face with survival mode so that we can push that mask off a little bit more. Because um, a, a lot of us are not existing as our authentic selves. And the world, many people in the world don't deserve our, our authentic selves, but we do. And the people that love us do and the communities that we seek to serve and to uplift uh, and to enlighten do um and so to me that is worth all that's worth all of this shit that's worth sitting in my bathtub for four hours and crying about everything that's worth um all the shroom trips that open up my eyes to shit that I did not see that's worth all of the journal entries that's worth all of the the stress that's worth reliving traumatic shit it's 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 literally all worth it because it it comes back 
it just, it all comes back. Even if I'm not able to serve or help another single person in the world ever again, my life feels better like this. My, my skin feels more comfortable on my body like this. I can wake up and be grateful that I am housed and be grateful that I am literate and be grateful that I have shoes and be grateful that I have experienced love and be grateful that I have been so full that I've wanted to vomit. I can, <laughs> I can feel all of those things um, because I fucking decided that I was allowed to because I decided that I wasn't going to sit here and self-sabotage myself by doing shit in survival mode anymore. And sh- uh, shying away from grief is survival mode because you don't have time to, to do that shit. None of us had time to really focus on the, the grief because for a lot of us, most of our childhoods in one way or another were filled with grief. Mm-hmm. And so the whole don't cry, I'll give you something to cry about shit. Like that was all we knew. And like, now we have the opportunity to do something different. And I think that although my mother and my grandmother and my great-grandmother won't be able to reap the benefits and the fruits of my labor and my emotional fucking work, um, <laughs> I think that I think that my my grandmother and my great-grandmother now, I think that their their past lives, their their past lives, their a- afterlife is a little bit easier because I'm not sitting here suffering, mm-hmm. um, and because I am forgiving. Um, my mother for all the shit that she did when she was in survival mode, when she didn't know any better. Um, and I don't know, it's, it's, it's worth it. Like, I don't, I, I won't see a lot of the fruits of this emotional labor and I'm okay with that. I'm very, very much okay with that. And I hope that a lot of other people can just like do the work for the sake of doing the work because it uplifts the collective vibration, not because you get a reward from it. <laughs> Yeah, what's the, sorry, I don't mean to like go completely off topic, but like what's the meme that they were sending around on Thanksgiving? Like, oh, this plate is low vibrations. Like, yes. Yes. I need high vibrations only, okay? Seriously. Oh my God. Mm. But I don't have anything else as far as questions. Do you have anything else that you would like to speak on on the topic of grief or just anything else in life, period? Because you always have great things um, to say. <laughs> uh, anything else in life, period. I don't know, man. Um, ag- acknowledge your survival mode. Acknowledge your survival mode and acknowledge all the ways that that doesn't align who you want to be. Um, I think that mm-hmm. that's a really, really good, good place to start. Um, also, feel free to go follow Mother Nurture DC um that is my little uh act of public accountability honestly on how I could be a better person and my uh invitation for other people to kind of join this um community of people that want to um elevate their their lives that want to be able to provide care for themselves and care for other people uh currently I have spiritual readings available I also have a couple other products that like make my life easy um simple sprays smoke blends um yes you can smoke them with your weed um and uh respiratory scenes for taking care of, of your body several d- different readings for things um but then i also want to start uh in the probably not super near future but um i will be starting life support meetings which will pretty much just be literally just that um you know similar to grief support we can just come together and like you have a community and you can just talk about your shit um, talk about your spiritual blockages. You can talk about grief. You can talk about how you're handling late stage capitalism. Like you can talk about whatever. 
um but we're just we're, we're not fully there yet but um i don't know i'm here i'm 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 here and i'm always down to talk about grief stuff and i'm always down to be challenged and i love to talk about um all of this stuff and I'm continuously grateful for people like you that open up this topic of conversation uh, and understand and respect how important it is for our people. So um, I am super grateful for you. Super, super, super fucking grateful for you. And I for you, Hayes. Thank you so much for you know, just coming <laughs> on and being so vulnerable. I do want to make sure that folks go ahead and give at Mother Nurture a follow on Instagram. I'm also going to put that in the, um, what you call it, like episode description so folks can like just copy and paste. Um, but hell yeah, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. This has been beautiful. And like I said, you always have great things to say. So happy you said the things. Um, thank you. But- I hope it was light enough because I'd be going, I, I'd be going dark and, and hard sometimes. So I hope that, that that was light enough for you. I mean, I feel like people, you know, just looking at the title, you get yeah. the vibes, okay? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. read the room. They read it and they came in, so. <laughs> Hell yeah, perfect, perfect. I tried to, I'm, I'm literally standing or sitting in a ray of sun right now to try to keep things as light as possible. Literally, um, you are. Yeah. <laughs> no, you look so radiant this entire time. I, I didn't want to say anything. Yes. Oh my God. No, you have just been radiant literally like physically and through your voice, like just radiating high energy, good vibes. Okay. Yes. High vibrational plates only. Okay. <laughs> Beautiful. I appreciate you so much. Thank you. Um, oh and I hope that everybody listening is able to gain a little piece of knowledge, share it with a homie, share it with yourself first and foremost. So I know that's right. Period. Well, thanks so much for, you know, hopping on and thanks for listening. Y'all y'all stay dank as hell till the next time. Yes. Fuck 12.